0: nam kirtan ek jay krishna janmasthami mahamotsav iti ki jay govita nand ke jay go bhakt bind ke jay go prem anande close close so we continue our discussions and i mentioned that we want to Turn now to the Leela. We've given some philosophical ground uh, uh, to appreciate out of which such extraordinary stories and possibilities arise. Hmm? The ground, that means to say, of the Leela, the dust of the Brudge Rudge, the dust of, of Brudge is, um, well, to put it one way, one of the missionaries of uh, Bhakti Saraswati Thakur, who was dispatched to to England, uh, came back after some time with a reply that that they have some questions in Europe that, that we don't have answers to. And Saraswati Thakur replied that the dust from the feet which would be the braj-raj the raj here means dust of the braj of Vrindavan from the feet of Gaur Das Babaji Maharaj is sufficient contains sufficient knowledge to drown the whole world hmm. so that was this conviction the idea again of course being that the the Leela of Krishna is, is, is really grounded in um um in Transcendental Knowledge, Pooja much once gave the example that um, the United States is the largest military-industrial complex, but you don't see its cannons and rockets and power and so forth. That's all out of the way so that there can be peaceful commerce. So Vrindavan is like that. It has all power, but the power is suppressed so that there can be the freedom of uh, social intercourse and love and intimacy and so forth. However, should the United States, in our example, be attacked, then rockets and everything will come out of, out of everywhere. And similarly, when even the young, uneducated village girls of Brindaban come to this world, hmm, in their sadhika dehes, as the Goswamis, we find that they have enough knowledge to drown the whole world. Nana, hmm? shas no uh, necessity of their own. So, their, their bhakti rasa, hmm, for Krishna, in a sense, manifests in this world in the form of compassion. You have to pass through compassion to enter into rasa. Compassion is the low end of transcendental love, high as it is in this world. We hmm? have to pass through that and become broad-minded and kind. Hmm? Jībhēdāi kushtanāṁ Bhakti Thakur said, sarva-dharma-sara. The essence of dharma is kindness to all beings and krishnanam, sankirtam. So, a little knowledge we, we, we explored underlying the uh, the idea of the descent of, of Krishna. So now we go to the leela itself. The Gita we spoke about right. uh, from is... Uh, as I like to think of it as the kind of the theological, um, what would you say, uh, preface to the Bhagavatam, and the Bhagavatam is the theological sequel. In other words, the theology that's found in the Gita is fully developed in the in the Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam is the most famous of all of the, um, outside of the Gita, which is a wide circle of... Um, influence uh, the, the Bhagavatam amongst the Puranas it shines in ways that we can today without using any of the arguments of Jiva Goswami that he invoked in his time in, in Satsandarbha the preface to the Satsandarbha of course is, is the epistemology so how we know what we know and he turns to the sacred texts and says that this is a comprehensive way of knowing if you want perfect knowledge, you have to have a perfect method hmm? and our material faculties are imperfect in terms of arriving at perfect knowledge. our senses are imperfect our our, uh, our 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 reasoning about our sense experiences may not always be correct and so forth. We can really only we really understand understand our own experience of the world, not the world and its virgin. Condition cannot be really um, cannot penetrate to that level even of the world. So I don't want to get too far, of course, here in a philosophical uh, tangent. But um, what was it? Oh, that's another question. That's a that's 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 a, a punishment stick for punishing myself.
1: Hmm.
0: So, um, hmm. so anyway, to 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 the, to to. To the, lila. the Bhagavatam, I was saying, is the sequel theologically to the Gita, and its excellence is is such that without invoking any of the arguments of Jiva Goswami in his time, by which he sought to establish how we know what we know and turned from sense perception and reasoning to revelation, and then within revelation he makes a long argument as to how the Bhagavatam is the central hub around which all the sacred texts of the Hindus orbit and which are understood in context in relation to. So he makes a very powerful and compelling argument in his time, but without referring to any of those arguments in his time, in our own time, we can make a very compelling case for the the virtue of the Bhagavatam, the Bhagavatam being amongst the sacred... Literature, You know, you have the Quran, you have the Bible or the Book of Mormon, uh, as, it, as it may be. Um, you have the Hindu texts, so many of them. You have the Lotus Sutra and so forth. You can make a very, very compelling objective case for the position of the Bhagavatam, uh, not to decry or dismiss any of these other forms of revelation, but where the Bhagavatam takes us, hmm? to what heights, Within transcendence, within the possibilities of of, of 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 consciousness, I mean, just its language itself. Is, I mean, it's it's a whole almost the vast, if I should say, majority of the book is in poetry, not in prose, and to have such profound philosophy in poetry, that's quite an accomplishment. Um, and 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 theologically, it's extremely uh, extremely complex. And rich, hmm? um, it's been translated, it's been, it's been commented on, uh, there's maybe 80 to 100 Sanskrit commentaries on the book. It's been translated into every Indian di- dialect, many other um, Western dialects and so on and so forth. And it showcases an aspect of the Godhead, the very heart of the Godhead, such that it affords it us a view into transcendence and the perfect object of love that enables us to bond with that object of love with all of our human emotions. This is a very interesting point. Hmm? We are emotional beings, and, and the stories. Of Krishna, this, the, the leelas of Krishna, the narrative, hmm? we'll find that he's human-like, and in, in, in his human likeness is very charming and sweet. Because why? Because we can identify with it, we can bond with it. Hmm? When the way he re- interacts with his friends, we're reminded of how we interact with our friends, with lovers, how we with our parents, and so forth the whole complexity, if you will, of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu or Ujjvala Nidlalamani with its descriptions of the nuances of rasa and so forth can very easily be understood simply by looking at, the, at, 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 at human life hmm? and our human emotional life. Um, when we hear, therefore, something Krishna acts in such a way and it's human-like, that's the high point in the discussion. Everybody feels good about that. Oh, there he is. We bond with him. We make a connection. There's no other explanation of the Godhead that affords us the same opportunity to bond emotionally, which is what we do as human beings, with transcendence. Hmm? That's very powerful. Hmm? And even if we don't know the tatva, the philosophy, which can you know be a little heady and hard to like, <laughs> abstract and so forth at, at, at times, but if we hear the stories about Krishna, hmm, spoken, described to us by qualified persons who have, like the Goswamis, no ambition hmm, other than to help us, other than to serve us, out of compassion, out of kindness, out of the overflow of their own enthusiasm for the subject, hmm? these stories will cause us to bond with Krishna and to create a samskara bhakti Sankars on our chitta, which will find us in due course with a with a favorable wind that's driving us in our spiritual practice, which may take us through uh, a few a few lifetimes hmm? to attain. The ideal of entering into Lila itself. So, to the Lila, we go. Hmm? It said, "Was the time?" Okay, keep me a little appraised of the time. What time do you want to start? Say nine thirty. I'll go over that. I'm sure, but we'll start there. So, to the Lila. So, in the ninth canto, we can begin a story there. Um, of course many beginning points but in the ninth canto there's a mention of a person named Devamidha hmm? and of his offspring Sura and uh, and um, this person Devamidha is, is the great grandfather of Krishna yeah? he settled in the Mathura area it said And he married two wives, which was customary at the time. And he and we should not judge times of of the past in the light of the present. Hmm? Circumstances are different now; it would be illegal. But circumstances are different, and so forth. So, greatness in different times hmm, should not be evaluated by our present understanding, which will change. What's important to us now, what we think is very right and so forth may look very wrong in 20 or 50 years from now. From, and, and if you look at the history of the world, it seems to be the way it, it works. So better to be grounded a little bit in, in a transcendental ideal hmm? or in the type of knowledge that will endure in all circumstances. So, at any rate, he had two eyes. <laughs> one of them, one of them... <laughs> One of them from the, uh, from the Kshatriya uh, uh, administrative, martial, political caste, and, and one from the agricultural caste, the Vaishya, hmm. and, uh, and from them, two offspring. Um, one, Sura, the other, Parjanya. And our concern primarily is with Parjanya. Sura, on the other hand, the son of Devamita from a Chatriya wife, in turn, that son gave birth to Vasudev, who married Devaki, who became famous as the mother of Krishna. She became famous as the mother of Krishna, but somebody else was the actual mother of Krishna. We'll get to her. Hmm? And how she was fine with that. Let everybody think he's Devaki's son, hmm? as long as I can have him and raise him myself. Hmm? So, we are concerned, as I say, more with Parjanya than with Sura and his son Vasudev and Devaki because our interest as Gaudi of Vaishnavas is, is in Swami Bhagavan, which means Krishna standing next to Radha in Vrindavan. That is the full face of Krishna. As much as the object of love, Bhagavan, as we were speaking earlier today, corresponds with the love hmm, of the devotee, Radharani is the very personification of, of the, the, the full face of love. Mahabhava Swarupini, the very form of Mahabhava, the greatest Love and ecstasy. Ladini, Shakti, personified. Hmm. And in every devotee, there's a little bit of Radha. That means that Ladini, Shakti. This is the hmm. worshiping side. So, our concern, being with Krishna, in Vrindavan, not in Mathura, not in Dwarka. properly understood. If we look at the Bhagavatam, we'll see once Krishna leaves Vrindavan, goes to Mathura and Dwarka, those later Leelas, properly understood, are all indirectly showcasing the Braja Leela of Krishna. Hmm? And the love of the inhabitants that is such that we can understand Krishna's presence in Vrindavan. Is more so or more prominent in his apparent absence than it is in his apparent presence in Dwarka. In other words, in Dwarka, in the metropolitan leelas of Krishna, hmm? there he has so many queens and so forth and so on. Hmm? He's kind of physically, if you will, present there. Hmm? But the love of the devotees in Vrindavan, which keeps the Leela keeps reflecting back on, hmm, is such that it exceeds in intensity the love in Dwarka of the devotees there in Krishna's presence. And therefore, wherever there is more love of Krishna, Krishna must be more present there, even though he's apparently invisible. And his invisibility, if you will, having apparently left, is for the purpose of showcasing the intensity of that love and asserting, as the Bhagavatam does, that this is the ideal that it's putting forward. Hmm? It's putting forward samandarupa bhakti. It's putting forward kamarupa bhakti. It means dasya, vatsalya, madhurya, uh, sakya. Dasya, sakya, vatsalya, that is samandarupa. And kamarupa, madhurya. These are the centers of the Bhagavatam, really... There's a Vatsalya rasa center, there's a Sakya rasa center, there's a Madhurya rasa center, which is the center of the center. Hmm? And Dasya pervades them, of course, as well. They're all, all forms of service. You have your Damodar lila several chapters. This is the Vatsalya rasa center. You have the Brahmavimohan-lila and the Dhenakasura-lila. This is the Sakya rasa center. And you have the Vrasa-lila, five chapters, Raspanchadra. this is the Madhurya rasa center. Hmm. these are meant to give scar for certain types of bhakti certain, showcase the feelings the rasas the possibility of loving hmm. so we are interested in this Braj krishna hmm. in our sampradaya we have two prominent influences what determines what kind of love of krishna we'll have well is no different than what determines what type of material love we will have. It's it, Association determines it. Karnam guna sangasyo sadasa jvonayamashyo. As you associate, so you become. Set, that's what tatasta means, which is a name for the atma, jiva. It's marginal. Hmm? It is of a certain nature that lends itself to nurture. If it is nurtured by material nature... It develops a material personality, sensibilities, and so on and so forth, which might be called a malnutrition, malnourished condition. If it is nourished by the spiritual environment of bhakti, the sarup shakti then in relation to that it can develop a spiritual personality. And that, as we learned earlier today, comes to us through the Guru Parampara. Our Guru Parampara, our Guru, our lineage, is founded by Gore and Nityananda. These are the founders of the Sampradaya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu. And, and so the two sentiments prominent in the Sampradaya. The Madhurya Rasa, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is pursuing. The Sakya rasa of Nityananda Prabhu that he can't get away from in the context of it. He, he, he moves to promote Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and what his pursuit and descent is about. But inevitably, some people are touched by that influence as well. So we see Sakirasa, we see Madhurya rasa,
2: hmm?
0: primarily the Madhurya rasa. But uh, these two windows of opportunity the lineage presents to us. Hmm? And so, in each case, of course, this is about Bruj Krishna, hmm? vrindavan Krishna, hmm? two-handed Krishna. Dwarka. Sometimes he has four hands. Sometimes in Mathura. Hastinapur. Not in Vrindavan. Hmm. Not before Radha. Hmm. In Gita Govinda of Jai Krishna disappears from the Rasa play with the gopis. Hmm. And of course they go after him and while they're searching for him he appears before the gopis 4 And they say, Oh, Oh, um, can you tell us which way Krishna, the two-handed Krishna, went? Hmm? They're not interested in him. But when he tried to show forearms to Radha, he couldn't. He couldn't manifest the forearms. They couldn't. The form of Bhagawan and the love of the devotee these correspond. The love of Radha. So the Krishna standing next to Radha, he's our interest. And therefore, we are interested more in Parjanya than we are in. Sura and the and the and the Chatriya side hmm, of Devamita, who is, according to the Bhagavatam, the great grandfather of Krishna, Parjanya. Hmm, it means rain cloud. And he was a veritable monsoon of of good qualities and mercy, Parjanya. Hmm? The Coward Kingdom was very satisfied with his with him as the chieftain, hmm, wearing the coward. Tilak, identifying with, the, with with the group and so forth, uh, he's beautifully described um, in the poetry of of Jiva Goswami, um, with uh, who brings out druva, pralad, Bhishma. He's the Bhishma, of the good qualities of Bhishma. He's the he has, uh, of, of He has this of druva's qualities. He has this and so. Uh, uh, A very qualified, very kind, generous, self-controlled person. Hmm? And he rained down uh, by way of giving charity to qualified persons, helping the unqualified persons, and so on and so forth. Hmm? And he fathered five sons. we have to get to that part hmm? Hmm. he fathered five sons hmm. Hmm. he ruled over the, the the coward kingdom of Vrindavan which is kind of the rural area connected with the city of uh, Mathura hmm. and as i said he he uh, he was the offspring of his, of a Vaishya mother. So it said, uh, "I'm not Jewish, but I've heard it said that if your mother's Jewish, you're Jewish." Hmm? They have a saying like that. So if your mother was a Vaishya, you're a Vaishya. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, so so uh, the. Uh, uh, Harjanya became a Vaisha. His sons would be forth. But they were a special, at the same time, special class of Vaishas. They're called Abhiras. Abira is three parts Brahman and one part Vaisha. The Vaisha part dominates in terms of their activities according to the system, the social system. So they would be agriculturalists or cowherders. But it's said, one should not think lowly of them because they were cow herders, hmm? which means that weren't very well educated, perhaps. Um, You've got to get your hands dirty, you know, to take care of cows and, and, and so forth. And you become like cows. If you take care of cows, you become like cows. Not a bad thing. Hmm? After all, cows are givers, right? Hmm? Cows are givers. If you, The cow just needs a little grass. And with little grass that grows even in concrete between the cracks, hmm, you're going to get milk, rich milk. Hmm? How much richer is milk than the grass right, for human consumption and usage and so forth. Hmm? So practically speaking, the implication is that they're givers, what they take is just, it's just of no consequence. Hmm? And it's true about cows also that the cows, amongst the um, herbivores, hmm, they can get more nutrition out of less nutritious food than any other herbivore. So you, you, cows can be nourished on the... If you have like a lot of horses in the county here, they need alfalfa or some really good grass hmm, to thrive. But if you if you want to buy for cows... For cows, mm-hmm. I've got something here. Yeah, just for cows, see. They can, then this is their quality of the cow. They can derive nourishment. So the point is, from from less expensive, less uh, otherwise uh, nutritious food. So the implication is that they are on the giving side hmm, in the animal kingdom far more than the taking side. Hmm. We see in the Lelos of Krishna, the art is de- he's depicted with cows, described with cows, surrounded by cows, surrounded by givers, is the the idea. So we want to become like a cow, (laughs) become like a giver. One may think, but what if I only give? Who will take care of me? And the answer, of course, is Gopal. Hmm? Pal means protector, Go means cow. Protector of the cows and the cow people, that is a name for Krishna. Hmm? Gopal Krishna. So, he, Parjanya, was of the Vaishya class and uh, they were abhiras. Although they were three parts Brahman, one part Vaishya, the one part Vaishya determined their activities and so they were kind of nomadic within a certain area, moving, that means to say, with the needs of the cows. As the cows need to move for grazing, then they would move with them. And this is also uh, a nice, uh, in Gopal in the, in, the, in the beginning section, Jiva Goswami gives a unique definition of brudge. Brudge is a name for the area. Hmm? But he gives the, 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 the translation, uh, all things possible hmm? and an area, of, a land of movement where there's, there's there's movement, movement, as I say, with the cows. In other words, In bhakti, you have to be ready to move. Hmm? You sit in jnana; you can sit, but in bhakti, don't sit. You have something to do. Hmm? If you want to stop giving, that's a good idea. Hmm? But the desire to take could surface again. It's possible. But if instead of not taking, instead of taking, instead of not taking, you start giving. that's a much more comprehensive way to do away with the taking tendency. You understand? Hmm? If I'm a thief and I stop being a thief, I won't steal anymore. That's one thing. But then if instead of stealing, you start being charitably disposed and a philanthropist and an altruist and so forth, then you reverse out entirely, you understand, the taking tendency with the giving tendency in such a way... That the taking tendency won't arise again because, after all, giving is the getting. Right, that's the secret of life. Life proceeds through through sacrifice progressively, hmm? not by taking, but by giving. When you give, you get something. You cannot hold it up and show it to everybody. See what I got? Hmm? I gave and I got. If it's, then you haven't given. <laughs> But if there's nothing tangible that you can show, but you glow nonetheless, and have grown, as you will, by giving, it will be apparent to others. She's got something. I want it. What is it? It's the giving itself. This is what bhakti is about. Anni bhakti, ki bhakti. We we shall invest in the bank of service. Don't ask. When can I withdraw something for myself? Just keep giving. If you keep putting money in the bank and you never take it out, you think, well, well, how am I going to live? Interest will come. Hmm? Suddenly you start getting checks with interest. Hmm? By giving. Hmm? So, this is Vrindavan, land of selfless giving. Hmm? Everyone accepts universally. Selfishness is unbecoming. We are simply playing that out. Hmm? If you want to give up selfishness, then the converse of that is, is not just selflessness, but selflessness in the context of of serving. Hmm? So, to the leela, hmm? the cows, hmm? Vrindavan, Goseva, Goloka, Gokul, these are this is the activity there, these are the names of the place, hmm? named after the cows, and the avira caste. But we should not think less of the cows, is my point, in the cow herding. In the Gosukta, it is said that sacrifice arises from the cows, the gods arise from the cows, the cows proclaim the Veda. Hmm? It said the Vedic sounds are all personified as cows. It's a very mysterious idea. Hmm? Hmm. The milk, the land of milk, oceans of milk. It means affection. Hmm? You, have to cro- you have to cross an ocean of affection to attain Krishna, love. Hmm? Hmm. Cows showing the way. So the cowherd people, but a special class, of cowherd people, these abhira's were. It said in the Kanda of the Padma Purana hmm, that one time Brahma was performing a sacrifice. And at this, a certain point in the sacrifice, it was time for his wife to come and do her part in the sacrifice. But she was preoccupied with something else, and out of range, and he couldn't get her. And it was time, but was of the essence, so there was a problem. So Brahma told Indra who was there, says, can you get me another wife?
2: Hmm?
0: Real quick. Hmm? And so, so the story goes. So, so, the, so Indra went and, and touched down. And he just happened to see a very... bringing yogurt, butter, ghee to the market and so forth. And he was struck by her beauty and qualities and thought, well, he, this is certainly a qualified person. I mean, he's, she's competing with Savitri a you know. very learned, sophisticated lady. She's from the village, but she's an Abhira. So she's three parts Brahmin, hmm? and one part Vaishya. So, hey, we're in a jam here. Hmm? And she seems very beautiful and charming and so forth. So he kidnapped her. Hmm? And and Vishnu saw her and said, marry her. Hmm? Marry her, he said, by the Gandharva rite. The Gandharva rite is one of eight types of Vedic marriage. You might be surprised and happy to learn that it's actually the most glorified type of marriage. Of all the eight types of Vedic marriage, hmm? the most celebrated marriage in all the Vedic literatures is the marriage of Rukmini and Krishna. That was a Gandharva marriage. Hmm? In the Rigveda, this is this is the most um, spoken-about type of marriage. Hmm? What type of marriage is it? There is no religious ritual required. It's based on boy likes girl, girl likes boy. That's a Gandharva marriage. Hmm? Sounds different than what we might have, we might have learned. <laughs> but it's, it's useful for us in the modern society. Hmm? Gandharva marriage. In fact, it's said in the Mahabharata hmm, that if the marriage between boy and girl, man and woman, based on mutual liking, that is the best kind of marriage. Hmm? And it's further said in the Mahabharata, which is a book about, largely, as we were speaking this morning to some extent, largely about moral life. Hmm? Religious life rather than spiritual life. Well, the Gita is there in the center and it takes to the spiritual dimension. Hmm? Much of it is about the moral life. Hmm? (laughs) And it is said in the Mahabharata that, this is said in the Mahabharata, in this day and age, this was a long time ago, Hmm? He said, no one asks, no man, no boy asks a father for a lady's hand anymore, and no father gives his daughter's hand anymore, just by liking. Hmm? And 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 in this day and age, the mobard says this: girls can find their own husbands. Hmm? <laughs> So this is, this is, this is an inscription, then, of the, of the Gandharva marriage. So some of you may have, you know, had a Gandharva marriage and being very Vedic without, <laughs> without realizing it. It also goes to show the, 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 the pliability, if you will, of the moral life, which is, which is a relative good, a small g good. We try to make a capital G good out of about the moral life, and it's, it's impossible because as you press down here, it comes up here. Hmm? and um, that's just the way of the world. There's, there's, there's no way around that. Hmm? The whole moral life, as we said this morning, you can become the most moral person from the Vedic, Dharmic point of view and end up as a Brahma. Hmm? And what does Krishna say about that? Brahma and his, his, the residents of his planet, brahma They have to die up to the Brahma's planet. They have to come down again. Hmm? So how good is that? Hmm? You can be good, but it may not be good. <laughs> it may not be good enough. Hmm? It may be good enough because it doesn't answer to the real sensibility of the human that I should live forever. No one else is thinking like this. Humans are thinking like this. We should live forever. Why do I have these apparent limitations? It shouldn't be so because... What's happening is the self, the atma, that's eternal, has come to the fore now. Hmm? It's coming to the fore. We don't understand it. That I, the real I, we don't understand. Hmm? We're used to finding our way by getting knowledge from nature. How to eat, how to sleep, how to mate, how to defend. Nature answers these questions. But now in human life, we've got another question, which is not how, it is... Why, uh, why, why am I, why am I here? What is the meaning, purpose, value? Uh, and kids ask those questions. Hmm? The kids ask the questions and the parents say, don't, don't ask that question. I, I used to ask that question too. Hmm? Einstein said, the reason I'm smart He said, because I never stopped asking the questions that I did as a child. Hmm? Why? Why, Daddy? Don't ask why. Just do it. (laughs) Why? Hmm? We shouldn't let the animality of our human life obscure the human potential to realize our spirituality. Hmm? We should ask the questions why. They should be pressing. And we should realize the answers to the why questions of the purpose of life will not come from material nature because they are a qualitative question, not a It's a qualitative question inquiry, not a quantitative inquiry. The physical world is about velocity, weight, uh, mass, not about happiness, sadness, qualia, qualitative experiences. Hmm? These pertain to the subjective realm hmm? the the answer to the to the to the why questions have to come from consciousness itself so there must be some source of knowing outside of matter this is what we call the 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 say uh, revelation hm An- yeah time answering to the why questions. Hmm? Hmm? so so the point is that that the moral life as depicted for example and taught about in the in the in the Mahabharat is 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 not answering to the real interest of the human being human being wants some, wants a perfection wants perfect knowledge that they might become perfectly happy and as politically correct as we can be, or moral, ethically sound as we can be, uh, there's some problem still. You you press down here, it's going to come up over there. So, you know, the American dream is great. It's at the cost of, you know, every other country of the world. Uh, So, problem. Hmm? So, we have to go within, to the subjective side, right, to find perfection. Hmm? But the point is, is that, that in the pursuit of the spiritual life, the moral life is not dismissed. If we take the moral life as the, as the as be-all and end-all of the good, hmm? it will dismiss the spiritual life. But if we take the spiritual life properly, then we we'll find that, that there is an importance for acting ethically and morally correct in terms of it being an aid to the pursuance of a higher ideal. Hmm? So the moral good... Is relative, and this point I'm raising in relation to the statement of the Mahabharata, which says, These days, hmm, girls can find their own husbands, hmm? advocating the Gandharva marriage, it's saying that moral laws change. Moral principles, that's one thing. What the laws are, they will change. These are details according to time and circumstance and so forth. And especially if our ideal is transcendental, we'll interpret the moral law hmm, in terms of what's favorable for my spiritual culture and what's not. I'll make determinations like this what's good and what's bad. If it's good for bhakti, it must be good. If it's not favorable for bhakti, it must be bad. I have now, in bhakti, therefore, bhakti transcends the varnashram, where you have the moral law. Bhakti has its own law, if you will love and trust. Hmm? If you come under the shraddha, faith in bhakti, hmm, and pursue the path, naturally you'll be a morally sound person. And you'll also understand the moral law well enough to know when to break it. Hmm? So we find this idea in the Mahabharata. For example, there, Krishna and Mahabharata also says, the moral law Some people say it's determined by Scripture. But the fact is that that's good, but Scripture doesn't cover every circumstance. Therefore, with the help of Scripture and reasoning, we'll determine what is the ethical and morally correct thing to do in any given circumstance. So there's a dynamism to it. Hmm? There are principles, and then there are details. And the details have to be adjusted to deliver the principle. Hmm? And the principle here should be, with this regard, should be a moral life that is supportive of the spiritual life. Hmm? Not an end unto itself, but a stepping stone. Sattva means balance. Hmm? So the whole Varnashram is is about material balance. The whole that's what it's about. If you are a if you are a chatriya and you act as a chhatriya, then you have sattva. Hmm? If you are a sudra and you act as a sudra you get sattva, you get balance. Hmm? And then when you have balance, materially speaking, you have both feet on the ground materially, then you are in a better position to jump high and touch the stars as you would like to. Hmm? So how to bring material, psychological, for example, if really was about balance into your life, that you might be better equipped to pursue the vertical growth, get some horizontal groundwork here, foundation, and then you can pursue the vertical work, growing spiritually hmm? and become, as our ideal, an So, Brahma hmm? married the girl, hmm? the kidnapped girl from the village, hmm? three parts Brahman, one part cowherder, hmm? and naturally the village people said, what happened to the girl? Hmm? She went to the market. She didn't come back. There's been a kidnapping. Hmm? Sent out the you know the what are they the the, the Amber Alert. You know <laughs> the girl's been from our community has been kidnapped. Hmm? And so of course things get around in those days even without the internet. And um, and so um, Indra felt obliged to give some explanation and the villagers weren't entirely satisfied. Hmm? Look, Brahman was performing a sacrifice. He needed a wife. He asked me, you know, I'm under him. I so I went and, you know, she's a nice girl. And, you know, it kind of fits because she's three parts Brahman. And, you know, and, and it was, uh, but, you know, now she's from our community. Now she's gone, you know, to the heavens. And, you know, and so they weren't satisfied. So Vishnu weighed in on the situation. He said, listen, here's the thing. Okay. Indra stole the girl. I told, yep, do the marriage, but let me try to make up for it, as Vishnu. I understand your sensibilities. Hmm. Let me make up for it. I make this vow to you. In in the future, I will take birth in your community. Hmm. I will take birth in a cowherd community, although I'm Vishnu, Hmm. the god of the Brahmins and so forth. Hmm. I'll become a cowherder. What is the implication, of course? Maybe you know, but who is that girl? hmm? Who is Brahma's other wife? Who is an Abhira? hmm? She is Gayatri. Hmm. Ganat Trajati. That Trajati, song of deliverance, by which we become delivered. hmm? And where does her song lead? Where does the Brahma Gayatri lead? Gayatri Bhashya Rupa So Vedarta Paribhimita Gayatri Bhashya Rupa So, it is said in Guruda Purana about what? About the Bhagavatam. And the Bhagavat, I said, this is the central hub of all the sacred texts. Hmm? The Guruda Purana says, and the Bhagavat, see its virtues, among other things. It is a commentary on the Gayatri, the prototype of all mantras, the original sound. The flute sound of Krishna is the Gayatri. Hmm? In, this, in different ways it's explained. Hmm? Hmm? The original Vedic sound, hmm? Shabda. And where does it lead? What is it about? What is it saying? It's understood in different ways by different sects and so on and so forth. The Bhagavatam is a whole explanation of it. Hmm? Now you can understand huh? where it's taking us. Where, does the guy, where is the deliverance? Hmm. We're delivered to hmm? from, 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 from a life of taking in pursuit of freedom. Everyone's taking to get free. That's what we do. We take to get free. So we want time off. We just want to be free. We want to free. Everyone really wants freedom. Hmm? And what we are teaching is slavery. Slavery. How will we market it? People want freedom, and we are teaching slavery, divine slavery. Hmm? But we have to teach what is the freedom in serve? Love is about giving. If you love someone properties to say, then you want to serve them. Hmm? So, Gayatri, hmm? yes, it's advocating. Selfless service, the likes of which we find in that cowherd community. Hmm? So, Gayatri is the way to Krishna. It is the flute sound of Krishna, the clarion call of Krishna. Hmm? That song, and that song, Gayatri, the flute sound of Krishna. What? What is, where is the flute in Gauralila? Everything in Krishna Lila is there in some way in Gaur Goralila is the reverse jacket of Krishna Lila. Hmm? Everything's there, but it's just turned around a little bit. So where is the flute of Krishna? Gorlila. The flute of Krishna in Gaur hmm? And play on this drum. Hmm? And it makes you want to sing.
2: Hmm?
0: Namsan Kirtan. This is this is Gayatri manifests in Gor hmm? The sound the song of deliverance. Goloker? After all, Premodhan, what The wealth of Golok, which is its prime, has come to this world, has been exported through the medium of Nam Kirtan. Hmm? The sound of Krishna's flute called the gopis in the night and they heard it and they went. They didn't stop to think, should I go? Maybe I shouldn't go. I've got other things to do. I've got responsibilities, duties. No thoughts like that. They heard the flute. They went. Hmm? We have to, like this, hear the kirtan, enter in, and don't come out. Bhakti Vinod said, the safest place in the world is in the kirtan of Krishna Nam. <laughs> that is the safest place to be. So try to enter there, enter the spirit of that that is where you'll find the Braj. Hmm? That is the brudge, Leela. In the house of Sri Vastakur, Mahaprabhu's nocturnal kirtans are, are conducted. Pravesha? Pravesha? Pradosha Shivasa. Mandira Pravesha. Hmm? Pradosha Shivasa. Mandira Pravesha. At the Pradosha, this time, hmm? just about this time, sun has gone down. Mahaprabhu has come home. He's done some worship. Vishnu has cooked. Mahabru has made the offering or he's asked Godadhar Pandit make the offering. Take a little prasad and let's go out for the night. Hmm? We'll go out by torchlight. Where will we go? We'll go to the house of, the courtyard of Shiva's. What will we do? We'll do kirtan, rasa kirtan, all night long. Hmm? Hmm? And some pious people watching, I wish I could take part in that, but yeah, I'm not qualified. And for them he came out hmm, and did his kirtan in the street and showed through his leela hmm, his leaving Namadweep, his taking his Sannyas, his teaching and so forth, and then entering the anti Leela, He's going back into the kirtan now, the Srivastakur, and revealing what's going on there in that kirtan. It is the Braj leela. Hmm, it is the flute sound of Krishna. Hmm? This, is, this is Gayatri who has you have to have qualification to get making yourself available to the unqualified through hmm? Namkirtan. So Bhagavatam, hmm? a commentary on Gayatri. It is said that that girl, Gayatri, the wife of Brahma, when it happened when krishna when vishnu took birth in the cowherd family that's what we're celebrating right when krishna took birth in the cowherd family then she desired to return to the to the to the cowherd community as a gopi but of course she's she's married to brahma so how can she go so she extends herself. That is Kam Gayatri. Hmm? And Kam Gayatri speaks in no uncertain terms what Brahmagayatri speaks about in a more indirect way. Hmm? A little harder to understand Brahmagayatri, but Kam Gayatri just comes right out and says it. Hmm? That Kamanuga Bhakti. Kam hmm? That is Rasulila. Kam Vijay, victory over Kam. Kam means Cupid. Hmm? Cupid is, is a problem. Cupid attacked Shiva, tried to distract him from his meditation. And Shiva got, well, pissed off. Hmm? And he looked at Cupid and burned his body just with his glare. So, repression <laughs> can lead to anger. <laughs> hmm? right? So, he burned Cupid. But that was a problem. Now he's invisible. Hmm? More difficult. You cannot get rid of calm hmm? by repression, just by knowledge. Hmm? So many stories in the Bhagavatam to illustrate this point, Subari Muni, was, he meditated underwater for ten thousand years. think, mean, wow, that guy's pretty spiritual. Until he saw two fish copulating, and he thought, hmm, wow. He got distracted, and he ended up in a hole <laughs> with a harem and, <laughs> and quite a quite a long uh, kind of tangent away from his it. ideal. The point that the Bhagavatam story is making is that is that yoga, Gan. Hmm? these are insufficient unto themselves to to rectify, to to solve the problem. Hmm? Only when they're mixed with bhakti can they solve the problem. And if an intelligent person will think about this, then why not just do bhakti, which after all is way easier than yoga or gyan. Hmm? It's so user-friendly. You can dance you can celebrate. You can feast. No fasting is required. Practically, a little bit today, <laughs> uh, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. A feast for the eyes and the ears, and and so on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so <laughs> when Cupid then thought he heard, "Oh, hey, there's a guy, young coward. He's in the forest." It's like the autumn moon, harvest moon. There's some. He's playing his flute. These young girls have come. Do I even have to go there? It's already, you know, happening. But anyway, I'll go hmm? and shoot my arrows, my five arrows, and, and influence this sense of sight, ears, taste, touch, smell, so that the two parties... The girls and the boys, they come together and this is the world. Hmm. The shackles of the world. <laughs> the attraction. Hmm. Uh, so it's a kind of bhava. Hmm. Maitunya bhava, Purusha bhava. Hmm. You don't want that kind of bhava. Hmm. So Cupid thought, hmm, gee, this is a, a, a cakewalk here. I, I, yet what happened was the transcendental Cupid, Krishna, showed himself. And Leela is called Kam Vijay. In this Leela, Kam is defeated. Shiva couldn't defeat. But Krishna turned the lust, if you will, uh, into love, or he, he did away with the lust through love. So the best offense, best defense is good offense, something like that. This is Bhakti. So much positive content in Bhakti to deal with the negative. There's some negative baggage we have to get rid of. Easy way to get, to get rid of it is to add something positive, and then by comparison we can see that it's obvious, intelligent. I should let go of the things that are unfavorable to bhakti. Hmm. So you take the Gayatri, those who have the mantra, with this in mind. It's for entering into the Braj. Any question? How much overtime? a little bit over but it was good it was good audience so we now this is where we're at right? Hmm? Um, Parajanya keep it in mind he's now the grandfather of Krishna Krishna hasn't been born yet but his grandfather we've talked about him the virtues of his lineage and so forth his residence in, in Vrindavan, the chief of the cowherds hmm? Magnanimous person named after the cloud being, like I say, very generous like the cloud that brings the rain and, and, and vegetation and so forth. Huh? Cowherds are always looking for rain, always looking for rain because without rain there's no grass, there's no grass, there's no, there's no cow herding, there's no milk. Hmm? So they always look to Parjanya they knew he can take care of us. He's like a cloud himself. Hmm? So just get some feeling for the grandfather of Krishna. That will be good for us.
2: Hmm?
0: You have to identify with the grandfather of Krishna. We'll hear about the mother of Krishna, the father of Krishna. What's the purpose of this? Hmm? So you, you you think, man, that's a better mom than my own. Hmm? It's a better dad than my own who really screwed me up. You know. <laughs> so that's it, desirable. Hmm? How you will get rid of your prarabdha karma completely Manifest karma. Part of that manifest karma is who your father and mother are. How can you change that? Bhakti can change that. Hmm? Jnana cannot change that. Hmm? Jnana cannot do, knowledge alone cannot do away with Parabdha karma. No matter how much knowledge you have, it doesn't change the fact of who's your father and mother. But in bhakti, you can can eradicate the manifest karma. You can change your father and mother. Hmm? That's the point. Hmm. In bhava-bhakti, and you'll get a new father, a new mother, a new identity. And it starts like this. Identify with Nanda, Deshoda. They are the, the, the principal mothers and fathers. Vrishabhanu, Kirtida. The principal mothers and fathers of Braj. Everybody in the Braj in the leela, considers them father and mother, even with their own fathers and mothers who are exceptional in themselves. They are the, the, the full face of Vatsalya prem hmm? So if we can develop some affinity for them, that'll be good for us. This is the way into the bridge. more about which we'll speak in the next session. See Krishna Janmasthi mahamod ki jai, Go nityananda ki jai, gov bhaktavrinda ki jai, premanandi.